Buongiorno. Sonfara at Manifesta. Collateral events. After our final Manifesto Breakfast conversation, we took the opportunity to talk to our host, Sara, along with her partner, Jacopo, and their friend, Pedro, all of whom had been passing through throughout the days we were present in Palermo. Taking advantage of, in particular, Sara's local knowledge, we delved a little bit deeper into the history of the city and speculated on its future. So my name is Sara Gianguzzo and um, I am a designer, I work as a graphic designer which gives me money to live <laughs> and um, I am the owner of the, of the space that um, US Group Bar Austin mm-hmm. and um, yeah like that's actually my life right now so I'm staying in, in this space in Palermo and I'm trying to renovate it because as you can see the renovation is still not finished. It should be added, though, that it's, it's so far what we see is, is, a, is a very beautiful space and we get a lot of compliments oh, for it as oh, well from people yeah. visiting, yeah. All three of you have been sort of passing through that space, so like, um, it would be good to hear your kind of, well, like, story of like, you know, who you are. Yeah. So right. my name is Jacopo and um, I'm a musician, mostly composer and... Um, yeah, I've been I've been in this space for for, for some months, and um, I've been helping the renovation as well. And uh, yeah, and just going to to some other countries every now and then to work there. And yeah. Yes, my name is Pedro Lago. I'm Brazilian. I'm from Rio de Janeiro, and I'm a poet. I write poetry and I publish books, I believe in the published books. So yeah, so that's it. And I work with uh, editing books too, because I have this, 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 uh, this project, it's very nice, it's called Nave Dantes, with uh, another poet, a friend of mine, Pedro Rocha, and uh, another friend, Ana Dantes. We have this van, Volkswagen van, that we call in Brazil Kombi, that it's a bookstore, a moving bookstore that we stops in places and piazzas and etc. and do performances and sell our books. This is in Brazil. Yes. Cool. How do you guys know each other? Um, we're actually like me and Jacopo were together since yeah. seven years. Okay. And um, we've been living together since seven years. And last year, no. Actually, 2016. Actually, two years ago, right two now. Two years ago, yeah. right, most two years ago. Yeah. I got the residence in Paris, and um, I have been living there. We've been living there together for six months, and he got the same the same scholarship okay. for a prize. Yeah. In Paris. Prize, prize. Yeah. Okay. So you guys know each other from Paris. We met. We all met in Paris in this big campus for yeah, it's, this huge artistic residency there. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's uh, Cité uh, Internationale des Arts. 
like uh, the international city of arts. Of arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. It's like well, a I'm huge translation. <laughs> it's okay. You basically said it in a different order. But yeah. Cool. And um, you, Pedro, you're visiting for a little bit of time to Palermo. Is this your first time? Yeah. In Italy. In Palermo. Oh yeah, in Italy too. But obviously, Sarah, you know Palermo very well. I I was born here. Yeah. I was born here 33 years ago. <laughs> And I've been living in Palermo for um, 21 years. And after that, I went to study in Spain, to Spain, in Valencia. Um, and after that, I came back to Palermo for a while and I finished my studies here. And then I moved to Germany, Berlin, where I worked for a long time. And yeah, and then I moved to many different cities and now I'm back almost only because of the renovation of this building and because I, I want to take it. It's a good time to be back, huh? like, I mean, like, for yeah, things yeah, happening. Yeah, actually, actually, the renovation has been taking a um, long time. It's been almost three years now, which is a long time for a renovation, but, you know, like, in Italy, everything is taking a long time, like, bureaucracy is crazy. Is it bureaucracy um, in particular that's preventing you like from Like, one year, one year was only bureaucracy. Bureaucracy is... Okay. Problem. Just, like, just like paperwork, basically. Yeah, only paperwork. Just waiting. Yeah. Just waiting, and then you do some was other. It, was it ever likely to not happen, or um, you know, like, were you? Were, was it more just a case of there's lots to do, or was it like, were there certain points where you're like, this could just not be allowed to happen? Yes. Yes. Was, yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like um, that's that's very typical in in Sicily and particularly in the city center of Palermo because like yeah. there are layers and layers of. Like if you if you look at the uh, at the city center of Palermo, from an architectural point of view, you can see that there are like layers upon layers, and um, this has happened because there were some buildings that were like taken by someone else and then like renovated or reconstructed or they added some part, and this has happened since since ever I think, but then when I bought this building, um, I I simply wanted to do a like a very simple renovation. I wanted to to install some some heating structure in the building. Like livable for yeah, a yeah, kind of yeah. modern... I mean, it was already livable because people were living inside before mm. me. Um, I bought the whole building from a famous Italian photographer. Her name is Letizia Battaglia. And um, she was a famous like um, anti-mafia photographer in the 90s. She worked for a, for a famous newspaper in Palermo. And um, she also had uh, like a, a what do you say like editorial uh, publishing, publishing okay. house yeah, yeah. In, inside. Um, she did like some some yeah like some innovative books inside. And this the, was her space. Yeah, this uh, was her space. Her home. Or, uh, um, the uh, home involved? was upstairs, and and on the ground floor it was the the publishing house. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's nice, and she she's now old, and she decided to to sell it out. I bought it from her, and of course, you when you buy something, uh, you go to the notary and you think it's all fine. But then, like um, when I when I got to the to the you know to the office where you want to enter the paperwork for the renovation, they just told me like, no, I'm sorry, but this house is illegal. The house is illegal. Yeah, really. yeah. To what, like, in, more, like, as in, it shouldn't be there and it needs to be knocked no, no, down. No, 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 no. Like, it should, it should be there, but the, the inside, just because it's, it's the city center, they also 
um, have a lot of um, attention to the inside of the places because if you do some bad works on the inside, the, the whole the whole building can collapse and, and cause a lot of damages around. Um, and uh, it happened that the renovation of the inside of the building was, was done without permission. Okay. So I had to go through a whole process of, of like new permission and but, yeah. but, but like what I notice about um, I don't know if it's the same for you guys I mean you know it much better than I do of course like but what I notice about Palermo is that there is actually it, I mean it doesn't seem like bureaucracy is stopping people from doing a lot of things yeah. to yeah, their is. houses it is. like you know it, it's sort of like okay there's this if you want to be legit you might you will need to have the paperwork yeah. but people are doing stuff all well, the time the, here the, I can hear it all the time yeah, yeah it's yeah. strange it happens in Italy in general but in Sicily in particular and Palermo is like the craziest city in Sicily it happens that people might want to do like crazy stuff and they they really don't get why it is not possible to do it. And they do that anyway. And they do it anyway. So bureaucracy is there to stop people doing like, I don't know, like a fourth floor where a fourth floor shouldn't be there, for example, or yeah, there, whatever. Yeah, there are lots of restrictions, actually. So in general, like to protect the city center, the historical center. So there are like kind of a lot of um, restrictions to prevent the architecture and the urban space to just change yeah just to, of course now there's much more control than it used to be but like in the 90s 80s basically it was wild like it was wild like mm -hmm. kind of wild people yeah. just did whatever they wanted to do do you um, see the marks of that on the yeah yeah, yeah really, really. like you Mm, there was there was a huge thing in the city of Palermo. It's called Sacco of Palermo. I don't know if you ever heard of it. The Sacco of Palermo. Yeah, Sacco of Palermo. Palermo was a was a really marvelous city. All surrounded, like the city center was all surrounded by. When when did this happen? And 72, 74, in the something 70s. like in the seventies. Yeah. Late sixties. The sack of Palermo. It, yeah, yeah, it's like okay. someone came and and take everything out of yeah, the city. Yeah, I mean, well, that's like the. The Goths sacking Rome. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And that happened because um, there there wasn't any law protecting the villas in in the city, and the villas were really beautiful. The whole city was like the it was this, the ancient city center, and all around it was surrounded by by beautiful villas like okay. uh, Jugendstil or oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. orange fields, like orange fields everywhere. And, yeah, yeah. and in the in the it was 70s, called the Golden Valley. Yeah. the area surrounding Palermo. Now you see only just oh. big blocks. Yeah. It's like yeah. kind of huge buildings and who there. Did, who, what was the and the mayor of Palermo in that year, uh, Chan Chimino, okay. um, he just signed some paper in, in one week and the half of the villas were gone because he Demolish. made some... People, people knocking them down? Or, uh, uh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. It was like... Um, they were paying the, the, the owners of the villa like something and they were saying like, oh, we're, we will build a house here, you will get three apartments in one house, like, I don't know, 13 or 14 floors. People were thinking, oh, okay, I'm fine, I have two, three children, I can give them like something for the future. And so all the villas were gone. But now if you look at the, at the city, outside the city center, it's really awful. Yeah. yeah, well, this is one of the most evident signs left by mafia. Okay. In that period, is the actual suburb? Of, yeah, uh, oh, wait, uh, yeah. You, yes. We can call it suburbs, but it's it's still central. Yeah, still central. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's a shame. 
Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> but when we, yeah, like these sorts of things, they, they actually carry quite a deep wound in a way, don't yeah. they? Because, yeah. I mean, really, you're talking about not just, I mean, like people living remember this, and also, you know, they'll be walking past places where yeah. their grandmother might say something like, you know, you grew up here. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's gone. Void, it's gone. Right? Yeah. You know? And um, I think that kind of carries quite a lot of weight for quite a long time. Like I was saying in another conversation, and maybe uh, Pedro as a sort of newcomer to the place, you might have something to say about this, but like um, coming from an, personally from a northern European setting, like I, I'm interested in the fact that I've never really encountered a place where it's in a, okay, an example, crossing the road and that, you know, it's actually a negotiation between you and the driver in yeah. a way. And that there's this constant negotiation going on between Palermitanos? Yeah, right? yeah, Um And I just don't really see that in so many, so often in a city, you know, this is sort of like, there's so much kind of, there's a lot of chaos around it, but then there's also this kind of, isn't the market uh, called? What, the, the, the bucheria? Doesn't that mean? Bucheria uh, means, means um, but it means chaos in the meaning of people screaming. Okay, yeah. 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 So, um, I think that there's so much kind of going on, so much happening that like, it's almost like every, everybody here has agreed that we need to sort of accept it on its own terms and try and, as I said, negotiate. But maybe, I mean, coming from like a setting um, like, like Brazil, um, perhaps it's, it's actually perhaps more resonant. Uh, I don't know, I mean, I've never been to Brazil, but... Uh, this negotiation the, yeah, between the, like a con- yeah, the, the cars and people. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's why we have signs, and yeah. people respect signs. Yeah. And, uh, and people, uh, the, the, the government uh, charge taxes, multas, uh, we call it, if you cross the sign, etc. Uh, after 10 o'clock you can cross the sign because it's dangerous in some places. Uh, I'm talking about Rio, of course. We don't have the, this, this European thing that uh, when you are in a, in a big street and you go to a small st- uh, street in the left or right, if there's someone in the street, the car must stop in, in Paris like this. And, and the, 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 uh, the, the advantage is for the, the pedestrian, not the car, the, the principal. In, in yeah, yeah, here it's like, okay. But Rio is the, 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 the principal is for the cars. Yeah. Cars first, people second. And, uh, and people get very angry if you have to stop to, 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 to wait people to cross. Oh, come on. Yeah. But do you, um, do you see like similarities or diff- quite a lot of differences yeah, yeah, in yeah. your experience? Of course, of course. In Palermo? Yeah, yeah, but uh, more about the people than the city. Yeah, okay. People talking loud, yes. People look, staring at each other in the streets. That's very Brazil. Yeah, staring. Yeah, for for listeners, um, Pe- Pedro's staring at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People yeah. stare a lot. You know, people don't. I don't know why, but uh, I stare too. To carry that on, though, but you, you, all you guys met in Paris, obviously, as you said. Um, another city that's actually like quite ordered, I guess. Like my experience of it, and like. Um, my, I guess my experience of Amsterdam um, and other northern European cities in that kind of context, extremely like gridded 
and uh, very much like it, it has an imprint on the personality of the people. And likewise in London, I think, my, in my experience, it, it's it's quite a lot more chaotic, and so obviously it has an imprint on the way that people live. Do you do you see that? Do you see that the way that the city is ordered, its ancient kind of quality is, is sort of yeah. Like I mean, we've we've been living in different cities. I mean, I, I don't know in what other city did Pedro live above Rio and Paris. Did you live? Did you live somewhere else? No. Also only Rio and Paris. So like me and me and Jak, for example, we we were both living in in Palermo, in Florence, uh, in Paris, in Berlin, and Munich and Bangkok. So like if you compare all the cities we've been living in, Palermo is the worst in that meaning, like in in, in chaos meaning. And um, <laughs> but do you think it has an effect on the character of people? I think so. I think yeah. so. Like me myself, I think Jacopo as well. Um, when we arrive in Palermo, we can we can really feel on people that there is tension. They they are tense. They are ready to fight for everything. And I think it is also because chaos is everywhere. So somehow, like on your personal character, you always need to be to be ready. Like like your reaction should be always there. Yeah, like, on guard. On, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a perverse passion for. Uh, harmless arguing all the time yeah. and uh, for nonsense things yeah. as well. There's a lot of nonsense here. You can see that on the street. Like perhaps now it's, it's kind of much more. It's like lots of other people here. People here like you, for the manifesto, but normally yeah. you would see like very strange things on the street okay. or like. So when you say nonsense things, like. You mean really things that don't make sense? It don't make sense. Like no sense at all. Yeah. Sort of like, uh, um, I guess presumably often it takes you. Does it take you by surprise though? Like uh, oh, we're used to that we're used now. To, yeah. We're used to things being not making sense. Yeah, yeah. But like when you see, for instance, like a car and a motorbike just like having a chat in the middle of the street and all the cars behind just like waiting for that not saying anything like someone is of course just kind of and like for probably five minutes which wouldn't wouldn't happen anywhere else or when you see like a chair in the middle of the street that doesn't yeah. make sense for do you think there's sorry uh, no no I, I wanted to say that we're actually doing um like it's more a joke between me, Jacopo, and another friend, which is not Pedro right now. Uh, but we're doing a, like a research on crazy things happening in Palermo and completely nonsense, which could be nonsense for someone who comes from outside the city. But if you were born here, it really makes sense because because you're so used to the nonsense that in that bunch of nonsense there's a sense. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like um, quite like uh, important to like keep a level head in this sort of uh, situation. If you didn't have like a capacity to kind of withstand like the the absurdity of, of people's behaviour, yeah. I suppose you, you would go mad yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you actually you, you go mad, of course. Actually, like the answer to your to your first question was. Um, I'd say that um, there's this kind of um, devil's circle, which is that um, it's actually more the people that shape the city than the city which is shaping the people. But it's always, it's like th these two things, they, they kind of, 
kind of enhance each other mutually. So, which yeah. is like in other places, like for instance, Bangkok, which is a completely different setting and it's also a chaotic city and it's also very hot and it's tropical. Mm -hmm. It's more the city which kind of changes the, the people there than, than he. he is like totally people is, is just like are just changing the, are just giving this city its, its own special character. Yeah. Have you um, no, like, noticed it changing since you kind of grew up here and stuff in quite a big way? Like, um, it's a strange feeling that the, the changes in, in Sicily and in Palermo in particular, it's a very strange feeling. Um, when, for example, there, there has been a big change in um, criminality in the city. I mean, when I was a child, after eight o'clock, the city was really dark, and to go around in the city center, like for for a woman with a small child, for example, like my mom. My mom is quite like, like it's stupid to say, but my mom is quite brave. Like, it's, in Sicily, you can always find those kind of women that are like, no, I cannot go out without my man or something like this, which is really stupid, but it still happens mm -hmm. in 2018. And um, my mom was was of course a free woman she could do whatever she wanted but um, when I was a child and it was for example 8 o'clock or 8 15 in the in the evening um, she would have taken me from from the shirt and run away mm -hmm. because the streets were really dark I can remember um, like people taking the like bags from from other women like yeah uh, it's like called Shippo that, in, yeah, in yeah. In and that happened in like broad daylight, or um, it happened in daylight, but mostly on in, evening. on in evening and nighttime. Mm. And um, I mean, as it was like the eighties, I can remember like women were easily raped in in the city or mm. something like this. And now, I like as far as I can remember, it was two thousand six or something, and maybe also 2004 and I can remember myself walking alone on the street and I felt completely safe mm. like I, I, I thought actual experience of like oh wow like, yeah yeah I thought inside myself like the city has really changed because I can remember when I was a child it was so dangerous and now like I'm alone it's four in the night I'm walking and I feel safe mm. um, this has changed again because maybe like if you walk alone in some dark street in the night you might get robbed um, sometimes when I came back here home alone in the night I, I had the feeling like that something wasn't right but it's more feeling than not and for the rest I don't know if the city has changed in some other ways the, 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 the way Sicily and, and Italy and Palermo change is, is strange like they change to not change mm. they, they, they could change everything to make things stay the same. Mm. That is the famous line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really true. Like, yeah. he wrote it because it's like the way things are. Who is it? Uh, Tomasi Lampedusa. Yeah. yeah. In Who? Il Gatto Pardo. Yeah. I haven't yeah. read it. Is it worth a read? Yeah. It is, it yeah. is, yeah. Okay. We spoke to another, another guy on the first date um, who likewise is sort of from Palermo and is moving back here. And he was saying how people are kind of surprised in a way. Like, why are you... you when, he, when his answer for what he's doing here is for work or, and, and you know, that's not the, that's not the history of 
Sicily in general is that people move away. Yeah. Yes. I think it's presumably in itself positive if young people are coming home. Yeah. Way, or like yeah. returning. Some, sometimes people ask me like, are, are you back? Are you back in Palermo? And I'm like, I'm not sure about it. But are you here now? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here now. So, um, like, are you staying? And I'm like, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Because the, the thing is, there, uh, there is not that much to do. Um, either you're working in some office, like public, public office of something, or on, in the hospital, or maybe at the court. Um, but there is not such a scene, for example, if you're an architect or whatever freelance uh, can work on. It's very hard to survive. Uh, it's yeah. very hard. It's very hard to survive because of taxes in general in Italy, and it's very hard to survive in Palermo because um, they're like. There, there is no, there is no connection. There, like you, you don't have um, your contacts, and you don't, you don't get work basically. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's because there is no work. Yeah. Uh, for example, I'm, I'm a graphic designer. Um, graphic designer usually work with publications or with whatever it's printed or with whatever is a website. Mm -hmm. And there is some work, but a lot of people that work with some other companies in Palermo, they, they don't want a website, or if they want it, it's like, no, my cousin is able to do it, it's, like, it's, it's always fine. a budget solution. Yeah, it's yeah. always a budget solution. Yeah. So there is nothing that has been taken professionally seriously in Palermo, and that's, I think this is the main reason why uh, there is no, no job in mm. Palermo, mm. and this is the main reason why a lot of people go away. Because the, the economy of the city is really like not, not working, like it's not a working machine, it's like stopping. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you think there is like an underground cultural scene here? Maybe I'm entering things that tell you. Yeah. No, no. Um, there, the, I mean, there is a, an underground cultural scene. There has been a better one, I, I have to say, which now is a bit dead. And I think a lot of people in Palermo, they don't realize that the cultural scene is dead because they never go out. Which um, is then part of the reason that it's dead as so yeah, oh, yeah. well. goes around <laughs> Like, together. I mean, uh, something like maybe 15 or 10 years ago, the, the underground cultural scene was really, really cool. So like I, I was maybe outside of the city and then I came back and I, I felt like, oh, my city is really cool. Yeah. And um, then during the years I came back and this feeling has gone. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's manifest, a lot of people are exposing something and then you realize like, it's boring. Mm -hmm. um, which yeah. is not nice to feel because it's like something you you've been waiting for and it's like cool this year manifesto is in palermo and then it's like when you see what what other people from palermo are organizing for manifesto it's like uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this place has potential yeah. anyway like i'm not like i'm not from from palermo myself Yeah. But um, I'm still Italian, and like lots of places, lots of cities have have great potential for for everything. It could be like I think the idea of doing manifesto here is a very good thing because then you got to see, or also you got to see places which would be otherwise shot, like this church here, which was done in a synagogue, and I've never been there. Mm -hmm. Or other places, we found an oratorium to do like a, yeah. 
yeah. which is which is close to the to one of the markets, and she's yeah. never been there, like being from Palermo, which is like kind of. So we were also interested to see the space and then the the exhibition. Yeah, um, yeah the the it would be a very nice place to to work mm -hmm. um, because there there are also nice like nice conditions which mm -hmm. are like nice working condition let's say mm -hmm. like nice feelings nice uh, possibilities also yeah yeah for uh, example if you need to rent a space palermo is a very uh, that's very convenient city because the the rent is not high um, of course, if you want to rent it in the city center, you need to uh, always uh, come to that point uh, in which you make a step and, and the space makes a step yeah. <laughs> for you and the space will be maybe like very old and there will be leakings and problems. But that's the city center, so it's like... But it's unfortunately what I want to say, there's like a big lack of basic things which makes, makes these places always kind of... Uh, cities with great potential but never a place where people actually do things or very rarely mm -hmm. which is one of the first first of all it's like funding yeah. it's economically really almost impossible to, to I mean if, yeah it's very hard to work even if you're working like for, for free yeah. so that's really hard to but like for me as a musician there are so many venues here where I could do something the problem is like it's and quite a big thing. And I guess people would come, right? Like I guess probably people would come. Yeah, one of the big, one of the biggest lots uh, is like publicity in general, yeah. mm -hmm. and so like we're not really informed about things happening. Also in the theater, I'm not talking about like underground culture, just also fishery, uh, like a fisher season, like season, yeah. or, like the main theater here. I mean, it's it's really like you know a problem that like even. Like, I mean, people who have been working and thinking about it for like decades or something, like, I find it very difficult to answer. Like, how do you actually get the city going? Like, you know, you said like there was something and then it didn't happen, and you're like, and you try and like um, diagnose the problem of why that didn't happen. Like, you, you could come up with an answer, but then would you be able to apply that to another city? Probably not. Probably not. And uh, often, yeah, I think it, I mean, it's like any kind of organic system, it needs this sort of, it needs things to link up and needs them to continue to link up and link up and link up yeah. and then like, I it think, sort of creates its own reality. Yeah, I think one of the, of the biggest reasons why Palermo has never been like opening itself to, to the rest of the world it's because um, it's the capital of an island. Mm -hmm. And also if you don't notice it by being here, um, you notice it by pe speaking with people and, and living here for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like you can really feel that Sicilians are people from an island. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can feel the same when you're in England because England is an island, mm -hmm. uh, but you don't have the same feeling when you're in Europe. Also when I'm in Italy, like when you get to the, to the you say to the boot, because Italy has the shape yeah. of a boot. When yeah. you get to the boot, then um, you really have a different feeling. First of all, you have the feeling that you can, that you can travel, mm -hmm. which you don't have in Sicily, yeah. because uh, you cannot simply take a train and go. Yeah. Yeah. And this makes somehow people think in some other direction, like, oh, travel is difficult, I'm staying here. Mm -hmm. Or if I want to travel, I need to take a plane. No, I'm afraid of a plane. It's like a natural way of Closing yourself. There's like a yeah, very like natural barrier to things yeah. happening. Yeah. Pretty, 
you've all you're, you all have a creative background. Was the reason of moving was that was that a because of your creative um, profession? There, there, there's different kind of movings. Like for instance, I'm, yeah. I'm often I work like in theater, mm. and uh, when I have like productions, like. Um, be it like theater piece or an opera or music theater or something like that and I spend one month in a city which is not like uh, necessarily where, where I just settle. Mm -hmm. So I leave one month, two months in a place and uh, I get to know the place but then when it's over, it's over. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's since place and uh, work goes hand in hand. Yes, yeah. But otherwise, I, I think we try and try to find like kind of a place where in between all this kind of uh, work mm -hmm. trips like where we could work under nice conditions like yeah. where we could feel um, not home but yeah also at home but where, yes. where we could actually like work in peace um, and have like you know like get inspiration which is also important like in between when I will know. that become here I don't know. I'm not sure. Like for for <laughs> no. me personally, after all these years, I really don't feel home in Palermo. No. Yeah. Uh, I am kind of excited or curious about what will happen to this space and how, like, it has a great this space and the fact that um, you have this the possibility of opening the doors. That's something we've experienced, of course, now these past days, and. Uh, and the possibility of having it being a residency space, I guess, is is um, possibly something that can general generate a lively. Yes, I I really would love to to organize the not only the space we're talking inside, but the the ground floor space mm -hmm. um, as a residency. But of course, as we were talking about before, it's very difficult to get uh, fundings. So the only thing I could do is like to to give the possibility to artists to um, to have a space, but then they should find uh, like a private funding yeah. for themselves. I did experience without knowing a lot about it, but I mean residencies makes it possible to work with people who come can come with funding from other countries, or like suddenly there's a funding opportunity at least from. Yeah, yeah, there, there. Like it, with funding. Yeah, there are some opportunities. Like you can, you can simply get um, a residency, and then, as for what I saw at least, like mm -hmm. some residencies, they have their own list of funders, mm -hmm. and um, either you apply for one funding of of that list, or you just know some others and you apply for it. But yeah, the or the you idea. Or with uh, with some company, he has to he wants to invest in art. Yeah. And so the company is financing the artist living here and. Uh, What's being produced. And the space it. and yeah. then there is yeah that's also I think possible but you have to it's I think it's hard work. Yeah. It's not as easy as in some other countries where where you actually have like art lovers or really a lot of companies who have money to give for, for art, to finance. Maybe the general art world and so also the funding of it has 
gotten their eyes a little bit more open for Palermo. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. That's Maybe you yeah. hope that then there's yeah. an easier way of, of sustaining this space. Or yeah, I, I really hope so. Yeah. Fanfara Tete is a Fanfara production hosted by me, Charlie Clamos, and Freya Kier. You can follow us by subscribing on the podcast app.